asking the right questions will unlock your best life. They are the keys to enjoying more clarity, passion, balance, and confidence. Hi, I'm Todd Parker. And I'm Bridget Sampson. We're certified executive and life coaches, communication professors, trainers, consultants, and most importantly, parents. We're also dear friends who love diving into those deep conversations about life, relationships, family, and careers. All things about being a curious and compassionate human on this planet. So please join us, and we know you'll find something valuable that resonates with wherever you are on your journey. Welcome back. This is episode seven of The Right Questions. I'm here, as always, with my fantastic co-host, Bridget Sampson. How are you doing today, Bridget? I'm going to interrupt you. I'm not even going to allow you to answer yet because I know you're always doing great. So I'm going to ask it a different way. What percentage are you at today, right now? I feel about 95%. And I think it's... Yeah, I think I really think, Todd, it's because I really enjoy doing these podcasts with you. I love our conversations. I love the idea that people are out there listening and joining in this conversation with us. Things are going really well for our business. We have so many exciting projects. So at this moment right now, I feel honestly 95% getting ready to go into this podcast. Hey, later in the day, like three or four o'clock, it might dip, you know. I'm not, please don't, (laughs) don't think I'm one of those people who's just always like running super high and happy all the time, but I just love to be here. And I love that you're listening, whoever you are out there. Thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have, we'll be getting some great feedback, you know, from our listening community. And we really appreciate that. And today's topic, as we always try to select something that you'll, you, our listener will get the most benefit from. And in thinking of today, Bridget and I were, were really, we came on this topic because so many of our coaching clients, so much of what we do in coaching personally and professionally is around really this topic, right? And it's really around the idea of confidence. And so the question today is, how can I be more confident? How can I be more confident? And we may need to you know, parse some words, confidence and versus arrogance or conceit and confidence and how that is connected to courage, right? So this is the nature of our discussion today. This is the topic. And really, we want to treat this as a discussion. And Bridget and I have similar views, but definitely not the same views on all of this. And we we know that we talked a little bit about it before. And we said, you know what, now we just got we got to stop talking and turn on record and just start the conversation there for the listeners and let them in on it. So that's what we're going to do here uh, today. Answer the question, how can I be more confident and really offer some strategies and some tips for how to maybe boost our confidence, how to increase our confidence by really looking at maybe where it comes from and then challenging you to step into some place that maybe you haven't been before. Bridget, what are your thoughts at this moment? Well, I think the first big question is, where does confidence come from? Right? Why are some people so confident? Even if they don't have what would appear to be the credentials that one would need or impressive accolades, right, or accomplishments, some people just seem to have this natural internal confidence. And other people, I know people, I'm sure you do as well, Todd, and I'm sure you do, listener, 
who we think are amazing and have, you know, maybe impressive accomplishments or just wonderful people, but don't seem to be confident, right? Yeah. So this suggests that maybe confidence really isn't about our accomplishments or our credentials or how we look even, that it's something on the inside. And so my first big answer to where it comes from is that it comes from our mind. It comes from what we Mm -hmm. think about ourselves. Confidence is a belief in ourselves, in our own mind, regardless of external validation from other people or accomplishments or credentials, right? So that is such good news because if it comes from our own mind and it doesn't require that we accomplish something in the outside world, that means we have a lot of power to boost our confidence by what we think about ourselves and what we tell ourselves, the story that we tell ourselves in our own mind. Right. So as you said, Bridget, then it comes from that story. I certainly know people who are walking around with a lot of confidence, right? That really, to your point about accomplishments, haven't accomplished a ton. And that's not a knock on them. They should. They walk around with that confidence. Excellent. Yes. yes. I'm happy for you. Right. But it tells us, it lets us know that just because, and conversely, to make that point, the person walking, who's accomplished so much walking around and has all these accomplishments, all these yeah, getting accolades, right? They, they have awards. I come from the music business in a previous life. I know plenty of recording artists who think their best songs are just horrible. Their most well-liked songs are the worst. Mm. The ones that have had millions and millions of sales and plays, it's just the thing they hate the most, right? So accomplishments and that story that they're telling themselves in that example mm. about the song or about the story, to your point, Bridget, the thoughts we share with ourselves and that we hold and give power to mm-hmm. really impact and are the driving force. It's so, and where does confidence come from? Yes. Yes. I'll add myself, right? An additional viewpoint to this or perspective. I know that the, I feel confident personally when I'm living in alignment, honestly, authentically living in alignment with those values that I hold in high esteem, right? Mm-hmm. I know that I can walk into a situation ignorant to it, more or less, right? A totally uncertain and fearful, afraid, right? Scared of what the future holds. I've been skydiving, by the way, and I wow. really was really <laughs> afraid of heights is one example. Yeah. But to know that I can rely on myself, that I can turn inward to manage my thoughts, my emotions, so that I can address and address the moment, Mm -hmm. the opportunity as best possible. Mm -hmm. And knowing deep down that even when I fail, I'm getting something from it, right? Growth mindset. That's right. There's something valuable here to be had. So how can I be more confident? Where does it come from? As you said, Bridget, it's definitely coming from our thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's definitely coming from that story. Mm -hmm. And I'm just adding to it that part of that story that I tell myself personally is whether or not, most important to me is whether or not that story is in alignment with my values. And you've heard me, if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard me talk about my own identity statement and those values that I hold near and dear to my heart. 
So yeah, what do you think about that, Bridget? I mean, I could not agree more. And I wouldn't have thought of that. I wouldn't have made the connection to values. This is why I love these conversations with you, Todd. (laughs) But as you're sharing that, I think about the times where my confidence has been lowest, I think are times where I did something that went against my values, right? Something I wasn't proud of, something I know wasn't indicative of who I really want to be in the world. And that's when my confidence plummets. So I think the connection to our core values, which I think is a much bigger conversation that we should have on another episode (laughs) because we love to talk about our core values and our personal values. But just to say here that to be clear on what those values are and to live in alignment with them is the foundation of having a healthy sense of self and confidence, right? Right, right. I also want to bring in maybe kind of transition into the impact of what other people think of us or reflect back to us, right? Because a lot of people think that confidence comes from getting praise, right? And it's yeah. lovely to get yeah. praise. We like when we get praise. You know, if you tell us you like our podcast, I we're going to be happy, right? Please but tell me. Tell right. me. Give me praise. People need it. It's true. People right. really, as human beings, we need to know that what we're doing is valued in some way, right? But we also need to be able to derive confidence from, as you said, our own living our own values and telling ourselves that we're proud of what we're doing, even if no one else acknowledges it, recognizes it, or sees it in any way, right. right? We don't want our confidence to be dependent on praise or accolades from other people. We've got to have this solid foundation of confidence for ourselves, and then that praise can be sort of icing on the cake, right? And so I just want to say, you know, one of the things that I come back to a lot is something that Brene Brown originally shared, and then it kind of went, it exploded, which is Theodore Roosevelt's Man in the Arena, which I'm going to change to person, but I'll just bring it in here, which is to say that, you know, if we're so dependent on making sure that everybody else is okay with what we're doing and happy with what we're doing, we'll never do anything, right? We'll be paralyzed by fear of judgment and fear of criticism, right? right? And so this Man in the Arena, which really should be person in the arena, reminds us, and I read it regularly, that if we're putting our ourselves out there, we're doing work that we're proud of or anything in the world that pushes us outside of our comfort zone, right? That is not so comfortable and it's not easy and is difficult and scary and that we're afraid to do. That's when we're making the greatest impact in the world. And that's what we want to try to do regardless of the critics out there. And you and I have both been, had lots of critics, right? Criticize what we do, but we keep going. So let me just share a little bit of that. It is not the critic who counts not the person who points out how the strong person stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the person who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. Mm -hmm. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself or herself or themselves in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if they fail, at least fails while daring greatly, so that their place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory nor defeat. So let's keep this in mind. The critic will always be there. And the more you move outside of your comfort zone and do what you're called to do and put yourself out there in the arena in whatever way it might be for you, 
the more you'll need the confidence to keep going in spite of those critics. Well, Bridget, there's two things stuck out to me. It's so great. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm always struck when I hear the person in the arena read again. So I'm struck by two thoughts. The first, certainly there are critics in our lives. They're they're what we might call giants in our lives that um, we should care very much, or at least on some level, about what they're offering, right? We Certainly you offer me feedback and I value it and I'm open to it. You know, parents, spouses, kids, right? People who, who we know intimately have our best interests in mind and, and want to see us, because certainly you're, those people that want to see us succeed and do Mm -hmm. the greatest things possible, right? Live the greatest lives possible. That that, when we know that, to be in trust in that, those giants certainly have weight and bearing and that a growth mindset would have us embrace that feedback. Not that all of it's accurate or true or valid, but that we listen to it with an open mind and an open heart Mm -hmm. and give it, you know, charitable reading Mm -hmm. of of the criticism, right? Of the the feedback, really, because it's not criticism, it's a gift. Um, So that's the first thing that comes to mind. I just want to note that caveat. There's a whole lot on most opinions that we should be, you know, whatever to. But there's those core few that really have your best interests in mind and and you know who they are. So pay attention to them and take them for what what they're worth. The other part of that, the man, the, the person in the arena made me think of our podcast here. I mean, really made me think about when we said, gosh, we're going to, I think I said, Bridget, we're doing these workshops, like, and we're still doing workshops, by the way. So if you're interested in, in being a part of our free workshops that we're offering monthly, please uh, check out our, any of our pages, our Facebook page, our um, Instagram page, go to our website, samsoncoachingandconsulting.com and come to our free, our free workshops. But I said, Bridget, we should do a podcast. And you said, yeah, we should. <laughs> And so we were like, well, what do we even do? How do we even start this thing? So, and I said, so we started doing it, right? And then when we started creating it, we're coming up with the title and we were coming, we started going, what did we, the artwork? And we needed a, a topic for the first show. We're going like, what did we get ourselves into? And this thing's going to live forever on the internet. It's never going to go away. And my kids are going to hear it and my family's going to hear it. And people are going to, some people are going to hate it and some people are going to love it. We started spinning on that, right? And there was a lot of fear. There was imposter syndrome. There was yes. all this fear of like, but then we, we go back to our own teachings. And this is really to just throw in with everyone to say like no never immune and always trying to practice and having needing to practice the same things that we offer to others right the same tools and resources the same self-coaching to say wait a minute wait a minute at least we're doing it like we have something of value to offer we probably have something that people would enjoy at least part of the time and even if 80 percent of it's bad and 20 percent of it's okay that 20% is further along than anyone else who chose not to enter the arena, right? At least we're standing here, or I should say sitting, doing, uh, <laughs> going yes. after and, and being uncomfortable. Because it's really yes. the next part of this is how do we move ourselves just as we did in the podcast out of imposter syndrome, right? Or anything else that, you know, public speaking, et cetera, public speaking teachers and coaches, how do we move ourselves from that comfort zone of inaction to the courage zone, right? Of not just thinking I'm going to do a podcast, but actually creating the podcast, following through and doing it weekly or, you know, biweekly as we offer it here. 
How does any of that hit you, Bridget? What are your What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I love the example of the podcast because here we are doing it and we've survived <laughs> it. But I had some terror filled terror filled nights. <laughs> where I couldn't <laughs> sleep, and I woke up in the middle of the night. Like, what were we thinking? We had no idea, and here we are doing it. So, so and it's, yes. as you said at the start, it's become so rewarding. Yes, it's I love it. So meaningful. Yes, exactly. And it's transformative in that it forces us in a positive way to think and develop every day in thinking about you, the listener, what's what's the next thing that's going to be of value for, for them. So for you. That's right. Say. That's right. Exactly. So as you were talking about that courage, I love the way you put it moving from, what was it? From comfort zone, from the comfort zone to the yeah. courage zone. How I love I, that, Todd. We I should make a model from- out of that. <laughs> we need to quote, we need to copyright that as a model. So I think a big part of it, and we've talked about this, is understanding that your brain is going to try to protect you. <laughs> your mm. your primal brain is going to try to protect you. When you feel the fear, your brain is going to scream at you. Fight or flight or freeze mode will kick in and say, stop, don't do that podcast. Cancel it. Pull out. Don't give that speech. Don't give that Danger. talk for senior leadership. Tell them you're sick. <laughs> don't go to the job interview. You know, um, Oh, Bridget, hold right? on. Wait, wait. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like metaphorically, right? I'm thinking of the road signs that are like danger ahead, (laughs) falling rocks, you know, slippery road, windy curves. It's basically like you're going to, they're going to die. Something bad's going to happen. You are going to die. That's what your brain is going to be screaming (laughs) at you because that's what your brain is so good at doing. And we can't necessarily stop our brain from doing this, Todd. This is the mistake. And it gets into so much about how we don't do the things that we really could be doing because of this. So it's so important to understand that that is not correct. That is not a signal that you should follow that. Now, if your brain is screaming at you to hit the brakes in the car because the car in front of you just stopped at 80 miles an hour. Yes. Your brain is serving you there by saying, stop, act, you know, do what you need to do to be safe and save your life in the moment. But when that trigger that, you know, that hair trigger reaction comes because you're going to do something scary, like put out a podcast or give an That's important right. talk or, or maybe tell someone something that you've been wanting to tell them, but you've been afraid to tell them. I mean, think of your own examples, listeners, please. That's the time not to listen, not to heed that voice that's in your brain telling you to stop and not to go forward. That's actually the signal to move forward, to say, oh, there's a whole book, isn't there, titled Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. That's when we don't listen to the primal brain. We override it with our prefrontal cortex, which is our evolved thinking brain, which will be able to, if we stop for a moment and sit and just be, which is one of our other podcasts, how to just be, right? And hear that frightened voice and really talk back to it with love. I hear you. You're trying to protect me. You want to keep me safe. I'm not shutting you down. I'm just engaging in this conversation with you with my evolved thinking brain to say, we're not actually going to die if we do this. In reality, as scary as it is, and we acknowledge the fear, we're actually going to grow if we do this. We're actually more likely to come out on the other side with something wonderful, like a podcast or a promotion (laughs) at work or a new relationship, because I took the risk to put myself out there and invite someone to something, right? So we have to have that conversation with our brain. Well, I know, so it strikes me kind of like the dream, the goal, plus the courage to act, right? right? So the thought plus the action. Exactly. The goal plus the courage to act gives you is equals everything that you desire, everything that you want. 
That's right. right. Consistent, consistent courage and in into action. Gosh, Bridget, so much wisdom in what you're saying there. I was thinking of my uncle Joe again, who has a also right, Joseph McClendon Cure for the Common Life podcast. You should definitely check him out. He would always, when I was growing up, he'd always say like, you know, unless there's a a lion like sitting in front of you about to eat your damn face off, you know? And if you've you've ever listened to Joe, you've probably heard him say like, unless it's going to eat your damn face off, like, yes, (laughs) that, that is the time to be afraid. (laughs) That's real fear, right? Let's not confuse the two. But your brain screaming at you that you're going to be judged, that someone's not going to like it, that someone's going to disagree with what you said, right? We have to is retrain, as you said, that primal, that primitive brain that once was there to keep us safe from lions and the dark and falling off cliffs to now, like, there's no cliff here. Getting up and giving a speech to speaking at when the boss asks you to give the presentation. I mean, you're nothing that horrible can happen except a feeling and that feeling will pass. Exactly. When you were telling, saying it, I was thinking of myself at 21 years old. I used to be, you know, in the music business in a former life. I was thinking it was 2021. 20, yeah, 21, 22, maybe. I might have been 22. And our investors for our company, right? That might, I worked at a independent publishing company and, and our investors from overseas were coming over for our confab and we had to, we were all presenting our, our artists and our projects. And I was so much younger than everyone in the room. And, and I was a new guy on the block and I felt like, gosh, I, there was all this story playing and all this pressure on me. It was becoming overwhelming. And to your point, I really just had to tell myself, you know what? Sit with it. Say, Todd, you're, you're afraid. You're scared. It's all kind of valid. Like it makes sense on paper why you'd be feeling this way. And you're going to do it anyways, because gosh, what could be on the other side of it? And I was so curious to know what, and I'm a curious person by nature. I was so curious to know what's on the other side of it that I was willing and st- and always willing. That's how I get myself there to answer that question. Always willing to put myself out there to figure out what's on the other side because it always got better. I haven't had an experience even with, from the negative ones, right? Even from the things that at momentarily felt horrible or like huge failures, always you know, like the stock market always ended higher in the end, it seemed like, you know. And so I can take that back to the story that you talked about earlier, Bridget, and have trust in myself, my ability to manage self and and what the outcomes will be that I will end better than I started. I will be better off for having moved myself out of my comfort zone into a courage zone and whatever might happen will be. I would encourage our listeners to do the same. Yeah, absolutely, Todd. Could not agree more with everything you shared and your examples. And earlier you were talking about public speaking as an example, and we coach a lot of people on public speaking. We are for sure public speaking coaches, if you need one, as well as a variety (laughs) of other types of coaching. We do lots of coaching, but with... And public speakers ourselves, so we have to manage... Just Yes. I, yeah. And for me to even say I'm a public speaking coach, I still get that little bit of imposter syndrome because it was an incredible fear. It was an extreme fear for my entire life. I was terrified 
of public speaking up until and through the beginning of college. It was one of my greatest fears, and I was paralyzed with fear about public speaking. And I share that, ironically, in my TED Talk, which is called, my TEDx Talk is called How Public Speaking Will Change Your Life. And it's all about how important it is to overcome the fear of public speaking, or not even overcome it, but just Again, feel the fear and do it anyway to engage. To embrace it. Yeah, to embrace the fear of public speaking and just put yourself out there and give the talks that you are passionate about giving and that you need to give to be successful in your career, right? And in your life, even if it's not your career, it could be your community and things you care deeply about. But I just want to say that, you know, for people to see me now as a public speaking coach, I taught public speaking at a university for 28 years, beginning in advanced public speaking mm-hmm. at Cal State Northridge, which you still do, Todd, lucky you. <laughs> I am an emeritus yeah, yeah. professor, so I'm retired from that, but I loved it. And But that's not how it all started. And I actually recently discovered how it all started again, was reminded by my eighth grade Judy Bloom diary, which I'm oh showing my on YouTube. Oh Can you my. see how tattered it is? I was, yes, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> And you know what's funny about it, Todd, is that I have this recollection of my first speech ever, and I had this story about it in my mind that that was way more extreme than the reality that I had blown out of proportion. Of and I've shared this story even in classes and workshops. On We do also a lot of public speaking presentation skills training. And I had this story about how I had I was so terrified I couldn't eat and sleep. And before this first speech in eighth grade, and it was about Anne Frank, it was a little book report <laughs> in my eighth grade English class. And, yep. and my whole recollection of that time is just that it was this awful, awful experience, like this traumatizing almost experience, right? And just a few days ago, I found this diary and this is all it says. I had to give a speech on Anne Frank today in English. I was really nervous, but everything went okay. That's it. (laughs) That is what's in the Judy Bloom diary. And I hadn't seen that probably since then, since this is 1982. I don't even think you were born yet. (laughs) Everything went okay. Okay. I love and that's that. what I wrote right after it. But in my mind, even to this day, before I found this diary a few days ago, I was like, oh, this was this terribly traumatic experience, right? So fast forward. I, Bridget, does, I, yes. wait, I, I just wonder if the reason you wrote everything went okay is because you were so sure that it wasn't. Yes. That the fact that it went okay was all you could even get out on the page. That's probably true, Todd. I don't know. But what I know is that I was shocked, you know, all these years later, almost 40 years later, or wait a minute. Yeah. Anyway, many, many, many years later to read that. You want me to edit that? I'm just kidding. No, no. It is almost 40 years later. That's right. I just redid the math. I had this recollection of it. And that's a whole other topic about how memory is reconstructive. It's not really accurate a lot of the time in ways that don't serve us, right? So I had built it up like, like I was so terrified of it. Like I had this almost phobia of public speaking. But that clearly wasn't a true story, what I've been telling myself all this time, because I said it went okay right after. Most of the rest of that entry is about the boys I liked and what I was going to do my hair. And it obviously was not as traumatic as my recollection. Right. I moved on. Not only did I move on, but I moved on to finally 
really conquer that paralyzing fear in college, which I talk about in my TED Talk, where I was equally terrified in my first speech in my college public speaking course, but then went on just, I think, two years later to teach the course as a grad student. So that's the kind of transformation that I believe we are all capable of if we work, as you said, to work through the fear, to embrace the fear, to know it's going to be there, but move from courage to confidence. And then to fast forward to actually giving a TEDx talk, trying to help and support and encourage people and give them yes. the, the, the tools they need and the tips and the actual action steps that they can take to overcome this fear should they still have it as well. That's right. Well, you know, not to get all professorial for a second, but it, it reminds me of Plato and the allegory of the cave, right? And it's not that we're so special and these in, enlightened, not in the way he really pr- positioned it, but it's to say to descend, to go down to the cave was the allegory, was the metaphor, but really it's just to bring people out of the dark and into the light, right? And really, mm. I saw your TED Talk and I see, you know, when we do it, why we get so much satisfaction and joy, real joy. And from seeing people overcome their fear of public speaking, both in class and at the college set, collegiate setting and in the trainings that we do and the coaching we do, um, because it unlocks so many facets of, of you that you can mm-hmm. then offer to the world, right? And that was really at the core of your message, Bridget, is that you have a, of your TED Talk was that we all have gifts to offer. Mm-hmm. We have gifts mm-hmm. to offer everyone. And mm-hmm. by not embracing the opportunity to speak and or write about it in a more public setting, we're not doing those ideas justice and we're not yes. serving those people that we could be serving should we move from the comfort zone and into the courage zone and, and take that leap because it really it really is a leap. I That's right. Very inspiring to hear you talk about that. And I know that the listeners, you know, I don't know how we come off. Hopefully there's some confidence there, right? Because we both feel confident, but there's all kinds of times where we have to engage in these, these same and you're hearing example after example where the imposter syndrome, the negative self-talk has to be managed to, as you said, feel the fear and do it anyways. And I'll say it is the most rewarding part of teaching uh, public speaking. And and specifically, I love teaching the introduction to public speaking course at the collegiate level for just this reason. It's my, it's the anxiety part for all of them, Mm -hmm. right? And some of my students, I know you're listening right now. (laughs) It's that getting over that and seeing at the end of it, oh my goodness, not only was I afraid of this, but now I like this. Like, Mm -hmm. ooh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I had anxiety for a second. But oh my goodness, like maybe that anxiety was just excitement. Maybe, maybe this is what I need to be doing. And you see that every semester with every training we do, that unlocking of self. And that back to the beginning of this discussion, that ability to trust in yourself and rely on yourself to engage or to uh, navigate the situation and the people who are in front of you, you yes, know, whatever that may yes. be. Yes, so true. <laughs> oh, beautiful, Todd. We're so blessed to have these opportunities and to make a difference for people. And that's what I said in my TED Talk there. Really, it's not about you. It's about the gifts you have to give others. It's about getting over ourselves, you know, and right. pushing our egos to the side and saying, I have gifts to share. I have something I can offer. And I just got to get out of my own way in all these worries about what people are going to think and be confident about it. 
that's the topic. <laughs> well, I, I recognize that you and I are fortunate to have had upbringings that also mm-hmm. instilled that in us and promoted that in us, encouraged it. And then not everybody had that same experience. Right. And some of my coaching clients, you know, we've been working on just this, you know, this idea of confidence in this capacity, not what happened to them, but knowing that it's lacking. What do we do now? Like, what do we do? And so just in, I'm actually struck right now, I actually, I'm going to do a little improvisation, Bridget. So I'm going to throw a little curveball at you. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You know, I have a daughter, I have a son. So Isabella is eight, she's going on nine. And she watches these videos of kids unboxing toys on YouTube all the time. (laughs) And she like, yeah, I mean, she does her school, she's done watching all the time. But when she's watching stuff, that's what she's watching. And I'm just... It's baffling to me because I don't quite get it, but that's okay. She likes it. She enjoys it. And so I kept saying to her, sweetie, like, you know, you have that toy. You could, you could, instead of watching other people unbox the toy, you could unbox the toy for your own station. I'll film it. And she's like, no, 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 no. So what I want to do is I actually want to bring her on, if that's okay with you, Bridget. Yes, okay, yes, I wanna yes, bring yes. Her, I want to bring I her it. on. Uh, Isabella, yes. come here. Isabella, come here, sweetie, please. <laughs> I love this. I was laughing so hard. You could, you all have to watch this on YouTube. I was just cracking up. She's not, because of course, these, you can call your kids. YouTube She's not videos, coming. I Isabella, don't get it. come here. <laughs> One of the fun parts of working at home and the challenging part is having your yes. child at home and schooling. Yes. She's not doing school today, so she's probably watching someone unbox a, a toy. Come here, sweetie. <laughs> come here, here put, this, put this in. So I want to here, put that in your ear. So I was telling the listeners, here, step up here. I was telling the listeners, this is Isabella. Say hi, Isabella. Hi. So hi, Isabella, Isabella, she has a, I encouraged her to start a YouTube station specifically for the reasons we're talking about, right? To build confidence. And so I was telling the listeners, I was telling our listeners, and I was telling Bridget about how you've been watching all these videos, unboxing your own toys. And Correct me if I'm wrong. For the longest time, you said, no, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to have my own station. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So speaking to the mic, tell everybody like what was going through your head? Why didn't you want to? Well, I was scared to like talk on camera and like if people watch it, it was nerve wracking to me. And then one day I bought a toy and my dad was like, you should start your YouTube channel. And I was like, okay, I will. I'm ready, so I started it. What's it called? Izzy's Toy Review. But Izzy's Toy Review. But I haven't made My daddy still needs to make it. That's right. We've got three videos in the bank. and um, No, four. Four. That's right. Four videos in the bank. We just had Christmas, right? So there's lots of toys to unbox. And oh, my gosh. So Izzy's Toy Review is coming online. But here's my question for you, and this is what they really want to know. You were comfortable not doing the video. How did you get yourself to move into your out of your comfort zone and into your courage zone where you could do the video? What did you do to, for yourself? Because I thought about how fun it would like be mm-hmm. and like how cool it would be to like open toys and like show everybody what it is. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky the first time I opened one. Why? 
Because I got an ultra rare. Ah, she got an <gasps> ultra rare. Ooh, an ultra yeah. rare. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, sweetie. So Izzy's toy review, thank you for sharing that with us. It's very, it's meaningful because what we're sharing with people is how they can move from their comfort zone and into their own courage zone and maybe, you know, start a YouTube channel or go after the things that they want to do. So thanks for sharing that with us. I appreciate it. Mwah! All right, I'm going to get back thank to you, it. Thank you, Isabella. So you heard thank it you there. Thank you so much. Eight- Going on nine. She, she has a birthday coming I love up. It. Uh, Isabella is his toy review. Yes, I'm her father, you know, <laughs> and I'm encouraging her and I teach public speaking, right? So she's getting all that. But it's just to say it doesn't matter what age you're at. If you realize exactly what she's saying there, it will be fun. There's going to all that is on the other side of that fear. Well, it's it's everything that you could and do want out of life. So again, dreams or goals plus the courage to act gets us everything that we're after. Yes, that was so inspiring. I can't wait to watch her videos. Really, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> She's funny. She's a funny one. Uh, but I'm partial, you know, because I'm her father. So I think everything yeah. she does is cute. No, I really thought that was amazing. She totally inspired me. So, hey, so... Let's turn it to our listeners. Let's now put the ball in their court, right? We've given them countless examples of our own. We even showed them how an eight, almost nine-year-old overcame her fear of putting herself out there on YouTube and went into her courage zone and already recorded four YouTube videos. So now let's turn it over to our listeners and tell them what we're asking of them. Yeah. So we recognize that Isabella doesn't have the, she has less of a story built up. Right. She only has eight years of the story and mm. she's got a good story plan, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. And we work hard on what that story is. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot of layers. We're older. We've got a lot of layers of experience that sometimes and stories that have been built up. So what are we asking you to do for real? We want you to look at the different parts of your life. We know you have goals. We're right again at the top of the year. We just came out of uh, the last podcast talking about why, what's a vision and why do we need it? This is right along with it, right? The confidence to act on that vision, to engage that vision and act in accordance with it. So what we're asking you to do is pick one place, one spot that you know, you know you're hanging out in your comfort zone and you've been telling yourself, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You've been doing some ready aim, ready aim. It's time to fire, (laughs) right? Ready, aim, and fire. So what we're asking you to do is find that one spot, be it a relationship, personal or professional, something you want to step into, a role you want to step into at work, a project you want to take on, some new thing you want to do with your kids. Maybe you want to go skydiving. I, like I said, I've been skydiving. It was the one of the greatest experiences of my life. And it was the most one of the most terrifying experiences for someone who's afraid of heights, right? So whatever it is, we want you to find that place. Step out of your comfort zone into your courage zone, as Bridget said. And the book title puts it very bluntly and directly. Feel the fear, meaning sit with it and do it anyways. And we want you to come back And let us know what happened for you as a result of it. What transpired after? Not just the next day. Not did you accomplish it or not. But the next week, next month. Stay in contact with us. Because we really, truly want to know. This is all. This podcast and our lives in service to you and our clients is all about making this leap to the next next thing we want to get. And when I say get, that could just be inner peace. 
It doesn't have to be a material. Bridget, what can you add? Anything to add that ask? Beautiful. That was beautiful. And the only thing that I would add is just take good care of yourself. It's a lot easier to be confident when you're eating well, sleeping well, nourishing yourself, taking breaks. Just because we're pushing you to be confident and do something, we're not saying to run yourself ragged and do too much, right? Take good care of yourself. Love yourself. Speak kindly to yourself. And that will fuel you to have the confidence to do whatever it is that you choose to do to respond to our call at the end of this podcast. That's right, Bridget. So you added an amazing part there because within it's monitor the story. Mm-hmm. So we shared with you today a couple tips where we didn't really position them as such, but if I could just throw them out there at you as what we've covered today, managing your mind and your thoughts, like noting that story and choosing, choosing growth mindset to learn and grow from feedback, even call it criticism, rather than rebuff it, right? Those giants in our lives, those important minds to to take it in. And for the rest of it, you know, let it be what it may. And then the last thing, as Bridget just said, make sure you're taking good care of yourself in the process. If we bring it back to my sort of my original thoughts in this episode of living in alignment with your values, one of my top values is mental and physical health. I can't show up how I need to confidently if I'm, you know, dragging from a poor night's sleep and from eating, you know, a steak and, and you know, some thick potatoes for lunch. I know I said that because Bridget doesn't eat any meat. So I joke <laughs> with her about it. I certainly do, but I could eat less of it. Right. So whatever those things are, we also have to take good care of for ourselves so that we can be in the top physical state and mental state for all of our endeavors. Yeah. Yes. So Thank you so much, Bridget. This was a really fun conversation. We could go on forever, but let's call it here. Are you good with that? Any final thoughts for the listeners? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited for everybody to go out and take that step and do one thing right after hearing this podcast that they were on the fence about to that fire. I love the way you put it, Todd. Ready, aim, fire. I'm excited for all of you. Let's hear about your fire. You know, hit us up. Instagram at Todd Parker official. Bridget, what's your handle again? The Bridget Sampson. And we also have our Sampson coaching and consulting Instagram. We're all over Instagram. We also have the right questions podcast on Instagram. We have four Instagram. Point being is we want to hear from you. We want to hear how these ideas not only hit you, if you've got challenges to them, even we want to hear about those too. So we're open to all of it, Um, but really it's all about you. So as you go about your, your weeks now and step out of your comfort zone and into your courage zone, we again, encourage you to be good people and to make good choices. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Right Questions podcast. We hope this episode sparked something that fuels your own inquiry and transformation. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. If you want to learn more about the work we do and how it can benefit you, check out our website, sampsoncoachingandconsulting.com. And connect with me on Instagram at the Bridget Sampson. And you can find me at Todd Parker Official. We'll catch you next week. Until then, dare to ask the right questions.